One, two, one, two, three, four. Well, your ta- your tempo was a little. Was it off? Yeah, he's not a drummer, so. No. no. Yeah. Or a bassist. It was fine. I think bassists have the best tempo in general. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You <laughs> I never said I had a good well, tempo. <laughs> drummers definitely don't. Drummers always want to go faster. Drummers yes. always. Yes. No matter what. I've worked on that over the years, though. I don't think it matters. I think every band does that. Even Iron Maiden does that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, listen to Hallow Be Thy Name compared to the album. It's ridiculous. Well, what do you guys think about the lawsuit against Maiden where they stole for Hallowed Be Thy Name. Oh, that was bullshit. Yeah. If Did anybody's listening to the song, I have nothing like... Song, it's apparently a ripoff, but I don't need not. to know the details. You just, it's not even well, close. It was, wasn't it, was it a lyric thing or was it a melody thing? It was a lyric and I, it was a chorus. I, there was a I couple of things and I guess it was lyrics, but uh, I mean, the the connection there is definitely a little suspect. Just yeah. the fact that their manager managed that other band too. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But is this a thing that's going on now? No, it's over. No, they settled it's over now. They, they, yeah. It's, they, yeah, they weren't allowed to you play that song live for a while and, because yeah. of this lawsuit. And it's on their set and, list now, of course. <laughs> they were yeah. like, as oh, soon yeah, as you can get back. back on there, get it on there. Uh huh. They also didn't play "Run to the Hills," but I think they're sick of playing that song anyway. I hope I they are. So I mean, I've oh. seen that every time I've seen them, they've played that except for God. you know. Because they haven't played it in a while. I think they're done with that. For I, good I hope they're tired of that song. Yeah. I mean, I I love that song, but I yeah. don't think, I think they retire. There's some songs oh. that are so good live, you should just not retire. I really uh, wish that they would retire Fear of the Fucking Dark. Cause, uh, well, I, yeah, but the crowd sings along. And that is, like, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yes, but uh, that's like the one like... It's also the only it, like good song on that album. <laughs> Oh, no, no, there are better. I think that song sucks. And there's other songs like the apparition. Afraid, was it afraid to shoot strangers? Is that on there? Yes. Yeah. Afraid, afraid yeah, to shoot strangers is pretty that's good. That's a good song. A Judas not, guide. It's, not, it's not the only, that's not a good song. What? You don't like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck you. Fuck you. We should. Well, yeah, we should well, start. We can talk yeah. about it later. <laughs> When a form of music that our children like becomes linked with ghoulish images and violent theatrics, it demands our attention. Hundreds of thousands of teenagers are locked onto so-called heavy metal music. I grew up metalhead. I love 80s. Yeah! 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 80s metal, like Metallica. Yeah! Yeah! What do you call it? In this place is called I Lick My Love Pump. It's gonna be abrasive, it's gonna be sickening, it's gonna be hard to listen to, it's gonna be aggressive, and it's gonna fucking kick you in the fucking balls of a pussy. Tail from All the right. sea. <laughs> In case you couldn't figure it out, 
Seven is the key number here, man. Seven's the key number. Not six. <laughs> That's six. Seven. What about six minute abs? Not six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh welcome to episode seven of Somewhere in Time Podcast. Keith, that was Danzig that he <laughs> put in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like his Keith's reaction. Okay. Okay. He was in a band called The Misfits. Oh. You may not have known that. They actually just played. Yeah, they educate you on your punk rock. Oh, Oh, yeah. Dave Lombardo, really? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Dave Lombardo from Misfits, though. I mean, Suicidal also opened. uh, That's Double Duty. Playing with Suicidal, too. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Eric. Keith is over there, and Tim's over there, and Joe's over there. I'm your host, Bobby the Brain Heenan. (laughs) (laughs) Would you stop? You're not the host. Let's go to Sean Mooney. Who? (laughs) <laughs> what is happening right now <laughs> it's wwf prime time that's right, that's right. 1988 <laughs> well this is episode seven um and this is a this, we're going to continue talking about 1988 so if you think about an album from 1988 with seven in the title it's a heavy metal album there's clearly one album that you got to be thinking of, right? Well, I mean, I would even go so far as to say, I mean, if you're thinking about heavy metal, I mean, there's one band above. That's true too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think you Ford brothers would, would say there's maybe a separation between, you know, a certain American band, but if you're talking European, we're talking about, yeah, European, I mean, yep. there's one band yeah. above. It's clear. And that band is? It's Halloween. Of course it's Halloween. And the album is Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 2. That's right. It's the sequel to Part 1. Clearly. You hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, part 1, fuck that shit. <laughs> I know. We're talking about Part 2. Yeah, part that's two. A, that was not 88. No, Eight probably. Months. It's probably 87. It was 87, yeah. So I have both of them. You're the only person alive that still does. I don't I know. I mean, uh, no. Those, those, they're considered power metal classics. I, that's I? what I think. What the fuck is power metal? I mean, uh, I remember there, there was there was an interview with Ozzy Osbourne where he, he just flat out went on. I think it was like during the uh, the Lollapalooza stuff, but it was just like there's all these different kinds of metal. You know, there's you know bathtub metal and and, and grunge <laughs> metal. I don't know what the hell. Like, what is power metal? Somebody give me a definition. When listening to this album, I was quite impressed, but it just sounded. Like '80s metal to me. It's uh well, ask Pantera. They wrote an entire album. <laughs> Oddly enough, that was not a power metal album. <laughs> this album is more powerful than that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I would yeah. say it's that sort of epic sound with uh, uh, operatic vocals, maybe. You know, like this very big epic sounding music with a proper this did singer. Sound a bit theatrical. Yeah, kind of theatrical. That's a good word for yeah. it. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think that's well. That, the defining. I think. Um, I think when we were kind of texting each other about this album, Joe had mentioned that it's kind of a mix of Queensrÿche, Maiden, and Queen, and the the Queen part of that is definitely the, that's where the kind of theatrical part of it comes in. Yeah. And I can hear that too. Like um, the song "Rise and Fall" is total, like you know, 
dramatic. Yeah, you like actually, that song, and I do not. <laughs> I like that song. I'm sorry. I, I dig that song. Oh God, it's good. I don't like it. Don't it's very sorry. cheesy. Don't be sorry for liking something. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cheesy, and yeah. you know, I get that there's moments in there that are like, you know, it's the lyrics are dumb. I get that. Yeah. Which song are we talking about? Rise and Fall. Rise and Fall. Mm. Oh, back and- man, that is a special song right uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> It's got that chant. <laughs> it's really, it's embarrassing. They're all, I think the whole band's probably singing at that point. They are, yeah. Sometimes you're wrong by something you have done. You see through this too strong, nothing's gone. No use for a fight, but you're not that dead right. You'll be cut down to size like a lie. It's the right and fall, the price for It's awesome. But that see that reminded me of ridiculously Queen. cheesy way. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah I mean, shame on you it's it. 80s metal. I mean, there's going to be some cheese. Well, part of me I see I had part 1 before I had part 2 and I was expecting part 2 to be just part 2, uh, you know, part 2. So I didn't expect there to be a cheese ball song like this. Well, part 1, you're right. It's probably very serious. Yeah, it's pretty it's just straight heavy metal hard rock, you know, power metal. And then this second one, which was probably overall a better album, but it has this goofy "What the hell is happening?" song. <laughs> I didn't this and Doctor <laughs> yeah. Steen, where you're like, "What? What?" Early in the in the album too. It's, it is. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't think there was a song I disliked on the album. Really? Yeah, me either. There, I, I really dug it. It's really. It's and a. I, it took me back. Like this, this album of all the ones we've done, I, I, we can all admit that we kind of forgot about this album. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't on any of our lists. Yeah. No, it should have been. And I think, well, yeah, I don't know. It should have been. I don't know if forgets the word, but because um, I didn't even think about it, like I didn't even know it existed, hmm. right? Until this, until right, right. The eighty-eight albums. Yeah, I think there was a list, another list that Tim found. I did. Yeah, or someone. I found a list. Yeah, and I texted. I said, "Look at these eighty-eight albums," and it was like Lita Ford and yeah, some right. other. Like that's not metal. And then I saw Halloween. I said, "I don't think that album's going to hold up." Because right. I remember playing it maybe three or four years ago, and I, I don't know, it was okay. But for whatever reason at the time, I just wasn't that into it. And then yeah. I went back and played it again, and I said, holy shit, this is really <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> it brought me right, like I said, it brought me right back to 88. Like, I yeah. I, I hadn't yeah. heard, I mean, it probably been a good 10 years, maybe more, yeah. since I've listened to Halloween you know, for more than two minutes. I, I, <laughs> at uh, Halloween time, I'll actually put on the song Halloween. By Halloween, yeah. just because you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I have a, a playlist that has all these different Halloween songs, and that's in there. Uh, and that's the only time I listen to, to Halloween. Uh, so I wasn't expecting much either, and then I put it on, and I was like, damn, this album's actually really good. Yeah. I mean, that, it's one thing I was talking to Eric about before we get started here, is this is a band that I never even gave the time of day to. I never listened to a goddamn sing- Halloween song, because that name is just dumb. I mean, it just, I it wouldn't is. even give it the, the, yeah, exactly. But, it's very cheesy. Are they, um, but I was wrong. This album, I was, I went into this, like wanting to slam this and find <laughs> something wrong with it. There ain't nothing. I mean, the lead and the rhythm just feed off of each other. Yeah. The the vocalist has got, I mean, his range oh, is, is, is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the talent What's, of this band is, is something to, 
something to just kind of behold. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, a good word. Behold. Yeah. You, you mentioned the vocalist, and that's funny because one of the things that Joe said, he mentioned they sounded like Queensryche, and I didn't think much of that. But then when I, I listened to the album again with that in mind, mm-hmm. and I could totally hear Jeff Tate, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, holy shit, that does sound like Jeff <laughs> yeah, Tate. It's like Jeff Tate and Bruce Dickinson combined. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. And they're German, so there's <laughs> sometimes. So, <it's laughs> what I was going to say, they're German, so maybe they're ESL, and you got to give them a little bit of a break on Halloween. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and this is the, the vocalist. I believe this was his second album. Like, yeah. his, his first one was the part one. Yeah, but yeah. apparently this guy was also really young. Yeah, he was really young. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Michael Kinsey or something. Uh, like that? I think it's yeah. Kiski. I have the album here. Kiska. Yeah, Kiska. 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 Yeah, Kiska. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's really good. How creative to put a pumpkin jack o' lantern. I know. <laughs> Probably in all their albums, right? Yes. I mean, I think yeah, that was their mascot. That's their mascot. You know, you got Vic, you got, you know, Rattlehead. And you have an evil Eddie. pumpkin head. Yeah, and then you got this weird fucking pumpkin looking thing. It's just like. <laughs> uh, I mean, what else are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... Come up with a, a better band name and a better well, logo. Yeah. You kind of have I mean, to have had, a pumpkin head. If they had, I may have actually given this band a listen and I would have enjoyed that yeah. i always think of the video for the song halloween oh, the one yeah. that's, you know the actual song is like 13 minutes but the video yeah, is like five yeah songs. but there's <laughs> in the beginning there's the guy with the giant pumpkin on his head he's like yeah oh it's <laughs> so <laughs> cheesy it's <laughs> glorious how cheesy it is but so yeah. well, that's the thing we're, we're glorious we're, we're talking about we like the album a lot but it's not a deep like and as uh henry rollins would say it's not an album you would hump <laughs> no it's not no no, no. It's silly. It's definitely it's, silly. It's good. It's not like I'm going to go back and, you know. It's easy it's metal. It's yeah. one of the few, I did try to listen to more, and it's uh, It's like one of the few stuff. albums, uh, or um, it's got guitar solos. I don't normally get into guitar solos initially when I listen to albums, but the guitar players on this are so good. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 How are they? And they harmonize a lot of their solos. In yeah. Like, wow. This is yeah. yeah. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's why I think everything else they did failed because the guitar player left after part two and everything else besides these two albums just, well, he was in the band before the keeper, the seven keys stuff, but it was okay. They didn't have Mm -hmm. the singer, so it wasn't quite as good. Then he left and the album after this was almost a different band. It was so bad. And I think that's generally Mm -hmm. regarded as true across the board for everybody. Like, yeah, they had two really good albums and then that's pretty much it. Hmm. Which sucks because this album's <laughs> really good metal albums. Well, so should we? Uh, should we? Should we drop the facade? Probably should by now. <laughs> Halloween, what? good. What facade album? A couple of good albums, but uh... <laughs> so yeah, there, there's a there's a better seven album from Aiden. Yeah, slightly better. Slightly better <laughs> by a little oh. band called Iron Maiden. Oh, did we do a? Sw- we tried to do a swerve. <laughs> <laughs> Do we trick you guys? Flip you. Thanks for not turning it off at this point. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, really. If you're still with us, if you haven't thrown your phone out the yeah. window. If you if you hit fast forward. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I can't believe Tim needed to like research. <laughs> I well, um, well, well, I didn't. Heard, you haven't heard this album over a hundred times by now. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> uh, listening to it. I needed to, to go and do some research on like you know reviews of the album and uh just the story and all that kind of stuff oh that that is actually the one thing i tried to do because i mean for me this is a concept album yeah 
I didn't know that until after the internet existed for a few years. Like, you know, the whole seventh son thing gets mentioned in a few songs, yeah. but you know, you could separate, you know, some of these, like, can I play with madness and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, infinite dreams. They, they, the, the fact that the entire storyline is mainly told in the first person, it, it, you know, I, I didn't even realize that these songs were somehow supposed to connect to each other. And that's one <laughs> of my biggest problems with this album. The fact that you can't even tell where the fuck the story goes. Yeah, it's just I don't, like, well, it's all right, so, there's the moon child. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a seven, Wait a son, seven son. And there's somebody, prefer, there's a prophecy that foretold of the seven son of the seven son. Wait and a minute, that wait seven a son of seven son. You're getting, you're getting excited. Getting too excited. <laughs> and he's right. And no one else believes him. And then the world blows up. Oh my God! Lucifer shows up. Okay, let's figure this out. I just, I, well, this. So, uh, the, what's your definition of a concept album? Because I think yours is a little stricter than mine. It's just a, a running storyline. Yeah, you, you go with a, actually like a lyrical storyline that has to be in place. Because I look at it as yeah. more of a theme of an album. Uh, what what has a theme and not a story? I mean, the well, wall. It's a th- story the entire way through i don't know i I think it's a story that runs through the album that makes it a concept because master puppets has a theme but it's not necessarily a concept album i don't think that's a concept album but i think uh somewhere in time is so so hold on keith is actually kind of right believe it or not um (laughs) (laughs) fuck you guys (laughs) no because i was looking today this was an opinion well no what he's saying about being a concept album kind of is is a straight quote from bruce dickinson where he said that um, <laughs> I was reading this on Wikipedia today. Uh, Bruce Dickinson said that uh, uh, Steve Harris read Orson Scott Card's Seventh Son, and he thought that would be a cool idea for their next album since it was their seventh album and Seventh Son. And, and then he's like thinking, well, it could be a concept album. So we called Bruce Dickinson about it, and Bruce was like, yeah, I'm all in. And he said they wrote the album, but there were songs on there that are not really part of the concept. Mm-hmm. Like um, Clairvoyant is actually about this... Uh, soothsayer or whatever you know a, 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 a someone prophet could, you know yeah <laughs> well the, the, no, the, the, the prophecy no, clairvoyant is somebody can see the future yeah that's clairvoyant right, that's clairvoyancy right. so i think this is as much of a concept album as somewhere in time i think it's just i don't think so why do you think somewhere in time is a concept album because it's i think there's a theme of time and being out of place yeah, I could I could see that. Deja vu. Yeah, you're right. There is a I bit of a. I don't. I mean, there's the history lesson with Alexander the Great. I mean, yeah, exactly. Alexander the Great has nothing to do with any of that. But it's still, it's history, so it's kind of. Okay. Well, so going back, going back to what I was saying. Yeah. Um, so the clairvoyant was was a song about a famous psychic named Doris Stokes, and Steve Harris wrote it saying, wrote the song thinking, well, I wonder if she could see her own demise. Well, that's not part of the Seventh Son story. It's a completely separate thing. And then uh, Moonchild is actually based on, loosely based on a book called Moonchild. Mm-hmm. So there are themes, like Joe was saying. It's kind of a, a theme, not so much a concept. Like, All right. So maybe um, maybe it's more of a th- thematic album yeah. than a concept. But I just, I've always thought of it as a concept album, regardless of. I mean, well, one way or another, we all, as stated, you know, this, the, the crux of this album is supposed to be about 
Orson Scott cards. Uh, seven I sun. guess. I don't think that's <laughs> the name of the book, is it? Is it? Seven it's, sun, it is. Yeah. it's Seven it's, it's Sun. Seven yeah. Sun, yeah. Yeah, there was there was a there was a sequel books. as well, yeah. I mean, there was a series. I thought there was three of them. Yeah, there's right. five. I thought it was a trilogy. Oh, five. There's okay. five of them. All right. Yeah. It's a quintuplegy. <laughs> well, one way or another. Yeah. Anyway, well, Bruce so, Bruce's quote was basically saying it. He was it was only a it was only half a concept album. There was no attempt to see it all the way th- all the way through, like we really should have done. Uh, Seven Sun really has no story. It's about good and evil, heaven and yeah. hell. But isn't every Iron Maiden album about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what that's he said. Thing, like the story quote. of it, I can't put the place like what the fuck happens, and then at the very end, it's just like have a good sin. It's like what somebody just jerked off, or you know, I mean, <laughs> that's not what I got from no, that. Me but, okay. <laughs> but thanks for ruining. Now I will, though. Yeah, thanks for putting that in my head. You'll never be listening to that song again. I <laughs> really. Um, I don't think that. What and if Bruce said that about the album, I, I don't think he's right. They put out. Oh, he's definitely not right. They put out. <laughs> that was probably during his solo days. Yeah, was, they put out that, one of the best uh, two albums of that year. So I think what they did yeah. worked pretty well. Don't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I think his point was just that it, it it's not a full concept album. Like but he he thinks that. they could have done better. But then you gotta. I don't know. The songs work better if you just want to play. I guess they only really play right. clairvoyant or maybe. Can't I play with madness? They, they they don't play a whole lot of that album, no. Live, but uh, yeah, they play. Can't I play with madness? Um, what is it? Clairvoyant. They always play. Clairvoyant. Evil. Evil that men do. Yeah, those so, are the big three that they play live. Yeah. But, I don't get that because the evil men do and uh, only the good die young are the worst songs on the album. No, I, I disagree. You're fucking wrong. What do you think is the worst? Can't I play with madness? Uh, is the worst. There's no. What? Probably is, yeah. yeah. Uh, the gonna... prophecy, prophecy also. No, the prophecy is not all that good. But Can't Flip Madness is one of the two best. Infinite uh, Dreams and Can't Flip Madness are the two best songs. I, I heard that on Metal Shop back in the day when Metal Shop was on some Winchester radio station. And this is coming off of hearing Somewhere in Time, which I think is their best album. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I felt disappointed. I was like, that's what the new album's going to sound like? Because this is before the album came out. And they played with, we have new Iron <laughs> yeah, Maiden. And it was... Can I play with Madness? And it's all kind of up tempo. And I was like, "What?" It what fits it? the least. Yeah, I was like, "What is? Is this what they're going to sound like now?" And then I was really concerned that the album's going to suck. It almost sounds like the direction they were going in when they did No Prayer. Yeah, too. like it. The verses especially kind of sound like the direction they went with No Prayer for the Dog. And as a cowbell. <laughs> Which is like what? It's a lot. And, of I, and they, yeah, which is fine. And, and just... Headbangers Ball played that video a lot. Like, oh my god! Is that the one where he's wearing those ridiculous things on his boots? Oh, no! This was a whole video with it. Like a, 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 there was a story behind it where like a an art teacher was out in the middle of this like these rocky fields teaching his kids how to draw, <laughs> and like he falls down in this cave. And oh no! Yeah, yeah it's mm. it's really bad. Eighties <laughs> yeah. metal. Yeah, but you guys agree that this is the last truly great Iron uh, Maiden record? No. No. The uh, last truly great, yes. truly no. great front to no. back great I, Iron Maiden album. You're crazy. Brave I, New World. What's, Brave New what's, World. I can't fathom how you would not include Book of Souls in a great. I think it's great. I wouldn't say start to finish it's great though. There's Brave definitely songs on that album yeah. that I skipped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, in fact, the, they, the, that was an album that they really didn't need to have all of the music right. on it. That's, a fucking, that, right. that's what I mean. Like just you put but it on I would honestly like, say, I, I think I know what you're saying here. You know, Tim, and I would honestly say, uh, somewhere in time, is where it 
That's where it ends. What? I would right. definitely no say way. that this is. I think there's five this... five fantastic uh, maiden records. In fact, I think, and I was going to bring this up, but we'll we'll do it now. The arc of their albums, I I feel like it kind of stops after this album. Yeah. And yeah. and even though no, I, I love no prayer for the dying. What that album sucks. <laughs> It doesn't Newton? suck. It's just not very that good. Album sucks. <laughs> That's a great album, but it's not. It's Fear like the some really bad songs on that album. It's like they. No, I don't think. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, they're both no. not very good. They both. <laughs> no. yeah, they both are no, no, no. sucky. Maiden albums, but they're not. Bring your daughter to the slaughter. What happened <laughs> after them? Well, yeah. You're wrong. So anyway, then, anyway, go ahead, Joe. We interrupted. They, so they they start going down and, and precipitously with with Blaze Bailey. Yeah, but. Oh, like yeah. if if you just cut all those albums out and go straight from eighty eight to um, was it two thousand two thousand yeah yeah and it, it's it's like I feel like it it's well complete. but and then the, obviously the missing element there is Adrian Smith yeah, yeah that's yeah. where I was going yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes. yeah I think he's a huge part of that mm-hmm. yeah. like as a yeah. songwriter and contributed to the band you yeah. can tell he's gone i mean you listen to no prayer for the dying and even you know, we talked a couple episodes ago about not being able to tell who's doing what solos when, when there are two solo players mm-hmm. uh you can tell on no prayer for the dying which which solos are yannick gers because they are not good <laughs> like they're just sloppy it's, it's that, that's gotta be he's gotta be the luckiest motherfucker in yeah. all time. yeah because they kept him. Uh, you think Bruce Dickinson. he's not good and well he just well he was in he was in Bruce's solo band, yes. right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tattooed millionaire. He's fine. Yeah. He's so goofy live. He just like he is. He's like a dork. Spinning around. It looks because he doesn't need to play. Skips across I mean, the stage. Two guys that are literally a third wheel. He, just, like, he loves to yeah, do that. Yeah. Flip his hand over on the fretboard and yes. play the other way. Oh my god! He takes his whole guitar and like flips it around his back and he's like doing all sorts There's of pirouettes. His leg up on the amp and like pirouettes, dude. <laughs> pirouettes. That's right. Pirouettes. <laughs> What's the road? We're gonna skip now, guys. Here I go. Here I go. <laughs> flip my guitar now, guys. Wee. <laughs> Wait, we're supposed to be talking positively about. Yeah. Sorry. Right Sorry. Who was we like on this album. album. <laughs> it's not on this album. Yeah. So you were talking about. I like is, the whole. I like Yannick Gers. And they're a fantastic live band. Fine. I think they're one of the best. So. Oh yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. Well, so since we're on the topic of you know, what album's the best, where would this for you guys? And I'll, I'll say where it would place for me, but in, if you had to do like a top five Iron Maiden albums, would this be in your top? Oh, five? Yeah. I don't know. Where, where would it be? I can't do that. No, it would just had such a, I love all the albums up to this one. It's so mm-hmm. hard to do. Even the, probably the albums, I, I, in their own way. I love, yeah. I don't know if I can write it's, it's on a mood, you know, like, well, I, might, I mean, Tim said are, we, are we including uh, 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 God damn it, the Any, live album? Are we including not the live albums? No, uh, studio. Just studio. Yeah, yeah. Tim said four, and that's where I placed four. it above number of the beast, yeah. but uh, below what? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. number one. No, somewhere oh. in time. Is the no, best. Somewhere, God. My my, my list know, is one slave. is somewhere in time. In some, two piece. Two is peace of mind. Yep. Then power Three slave. is power slave. <sighs> Summer, four seventh yes. son. Five number of the He's beast. He's correct. No, <laughs> That's there's correct. no correct. It's, a, it's bullshit. It's man. a dynamic list. You can't. No. It changes. I mean, no, I agree with you, Joe. It's it's it, kind of like Metallica for me, where I, it depends on my mood. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I can pick any of those albums, and they're all going to be great. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, there's some. I put Number of the Beast that low only because there's some song that I'm that I just don't care I mean, about. It's the, like, yeah, Invaders. Yeah. No, no, no. Invaders. That invaders. album starts with the worst song. It does. Like, oh, Invaders. Yeah. Invaders. Yeah. And it's like, why, why did that did happen? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why it's so low. Like I, there. Are, I mean, I think, I think Bruce's my favorite voice song on that album sounds. Probably the best he ever sounded. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, he's, he's out point. for blood on that album. <laughs> yeah. Well, "Hello Be Thy Name" is probably my favorite Iron Maiden song. Yeah, so. yeah, that is probably the best song. Yeah. They have "Run to the Hills," um, "Number of the Beast," "Children of the Damned." Yeah. There's some huge. Oh songs. yeah. I mean, yeah, but Even, which 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 Maiden album doesn't have? I know. Huge, Especially these five are talking about. Yeah. yeah. Even, I don't know. Charlotte the Harlot, I even think, is an under, underrated song. Because it was the, on Life After, After Death, right? They played it live. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they respected uh, it. It's, it's a good song, too. Yeah. I mean, not Charlotte the Harlot, I'm t- 22 Cache Avenue. Okay. Yeah. Same, Avenue. same difference. The, it's the continuation <laughs> no. of it. Yeah, not a big fan of that song. <clears throat> but I mean, <laughs> what, is so it you that, what, what, what is it about this album that you think propels it i mean let's face it when we're talking maiden you know when you're talking power slave you're talking number of the beast you're talking you know i think the mixing is i think it's got the best mixing no it's yeah point it sounds great i mean it's not like they had bad sounding albums at any point but another big thing is i mean and one thing i was just reading it said that this is where they started using keyboards i could have sworn they used keyboards on somewhere in time there's some sense stuff guitar guitar synth yeah yeah so, all right. So, one way or another, you know, one of the actually one of the critics. What is it? What is it about this that propels it to be inclusive or included in 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 Maiden's classic canon? The songwriting. I, I think the chorus is sucking. Like for only the good die young and uh, no, and that bass solo. Good good die young. Yeah. And that, that's a garbage chorus. It's, it, if, if you're going to be stupid, Keith, I can't <laughs> debate your point. I think that, yeah, the songwriting. I mean, every song on this album, aside from maybe Can I Play With Madness, is yeah. a great song. Compare the I mean, songwriting. I can't, I can't even believe you guys are saying that Can I Play With Madness, which is one of the two best songs on this album. Oh, it's by far the worst. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Evil That Men Do? Yes, is, that song is amazing. What are you that's another one of my top maiden songs. I mean, what? I put that up there with "Hallow Be Thy Name." That song is fantastic. Are you fucking idiot? <laughs> no, God you're the fucking idiot. Oh my god! I mean, in, in, the best song on this album is "Infinite Dreams." That's really it's good. It's up it's, there, yeah. I don't know. It's up there. It's yeah. one of the best. Yeah, I don't. I think like clairvoyant. I don't dislike any of the songs. It's hard for me to say. I think even can't I play with madness? I I really like. No, I like it. It's just. It doesn't. F- I think it fits the least. Yes. So, yes. It, it's, it was definitely Keith, a curveball. Let, yeah. Let me let me give you my answer to your initial question. There's no song on this album that I would instantly skip. There are other songs on other Maiden albums that I would in, in instantly skip. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, like uh, Quest for Fire. No. Thanks, oh my you know, God. Like, little things like that. Yeah. There's nothing short, like though, that. So I don't even skip that. <laughs> to tame a land. Yeah, but from from start to finish, this album is fantastic. Like yeah. they're. You know, yeah, you know what? The second side of, or it depends on your format you're listening to. The the, the latter half of uh, Peace of Mind, yeah, yeah, that it, it, it brings it down a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the good songs on it are so good. Yeah, it, it evens out. I, know. I agree. Yeah. Um, 
Other than back in the village, I, I like back in the village, but other than oh, that, yeah. like, Power Slave is all the way. Oh, Jesus. So good. masterpiece album. Yeah. yeah. I, I same, with, same with Somewhere in Time. Yeah. 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 I know Somewhere, Somewhere in Time. I like Deja Vu. I think that's the skip over song. Yeah, I like yeah. that song too. I like that song too. Yeah. And that was short the first for, for me, the first Maiden album I actually bought when it came out. Yeah. New. So it's got some nostalgia, of course. But I mean, still, it's yeah, such a good album. That album is amazing. And it, like, yeah. Wasted but, years. Yeah. It, 86. It was 86. Yeah, it was 86. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This album is actually shorter than it feels like it should be. Yeah. It's 43 minutes. I mean, which, only, really? Yeah, but there's only eight songs total. Right. That's true. But it just, it's you know, half got that epic seven, feel. Seven, that, seven. Yeah. Huh? What's that? I think that's half the album, right? Yeah. Seven, seven songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Track yeah. Is, is. <laughs> Oh, and the other interesting thing, interesting thing about this album is it doesn't end with a huge epic song. I was noticing that today that, it, you know, Keith, you mentioned it ends with a song that you don't really like, uh, Only to Get That Young. Um, and every Dickinson album before that ends with a song that is at least seven minutes. But I think this is the first Maiden album that doesn't end with some big. I think that's part of the album. story, though. That he, I oh, think really? the character dies. Something like that, exactly. Because he says he couldn't foresee, foresee his own demise, and I think this is the character dying. Just for all his powers, he couldn't foresee his own demise. So he can see other people's, how they're going to die, but he can't see how he, he's going to die. And he ends up... So are you saying they, they wrote this song to be four minutes? Because it's like... You guys are unexpectedly. Let's They just wrote a song and <laughs> I, put it the end of the album. I think that's, I think that's how... I think it's part of the... The story. I think it's it does end pretty abruptly. Actually, yeah. that song. I noticed that too. Well, that's why I, I think the whole storyline of this album doesn't make any sense because, yeah. like, it's just like, oh, the prophecy, the prophecy, and yeah. I mean, it's... How, well, what's the conclusion? Did he die? I mean, it seems just like the entire world blew up, and then Lucifer is just kind of like smiling because you know, of <laughs> course, yeah. I just this is cool. Either he died, or you know, someone obviously dies. I I, I think it's part yeah. of the story. I don't know. Wow. I always thought it was. Kids are deep. Because, well, I remember that the whole metal <laughs> shop thing. Like we were playing. They were that, bass, that bass solo and Only the Good Die Young, I love. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. But they had these interviews with, I think it was Bruce Dickinson, and it, it was before the album came out, and he was talking about, well, it's going to be this concept album about this character who has powers based on Seventh Son, and so he was pumping it up to be like this concept. Right. So yeah. we were we were ready for it. I mean, we knew this was going to be like a story when it came out. Yeah. I have those tapes somewhere the with those interviews. Wikipedia page for this album, it mentions that um, Dickinson had become, I guess, a little bit disenfranchised. Yeah. With writing yeah. on Summer in Time, apparently he didn't get enough writing yeah. used. Yeah. And um, it mentions that Steve Harris, when he called him up to talk about the concept of it, it kind of got him fired up again. Yeah. Right. Which I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. He, he basically said, I, I've got this concept. Do you have some stuff that you've written for that? And Bruce was like, not really, but give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll, I'll put some stuff together <laughs> by all means. So. Yeah, I read that same thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I'm also, reading Bruce's book right now, and he's. I want to. Yeah, I need to get that. It's yeah. Good. Um, he goes into more more detail with that stuff too, so that's good. Um, it it all that the Wikipedia also mentioned how Adrian Smith was starting to become disenfranchised. Yeah. Because he thought the band was trying to go what they say too street too or street, something. Yeah. 
which he's on the great. next album, I think the sound. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, more like the first album kind of sound. That sort of dirty. yeah. Well, I think it, I think it was does. it does. I yeah. think it was. Can I play with madness? Actually, is is the, the song because he brought it in and and he gave it to to um, Steve Harris. They changed it, right? Steve, yeah, Steve added some different things, and that's and I think those were the verse riffs that were more kind of street, almost like you know, kind of the flavor of no prayer, and and that's what Adrian Smith didn't like. He's like, this is too. I don't really dig this. He so. was right. He was right. That's why he's the Wait best member now, of Maiden. If No Prayer for the Dying was some other metal band that had come out, I'm not saying it's a bad album. No, you guys would you would probably like the album. It would it would sure be a different esteem for you, right? I think so. Uh, maybe yeah, that's sure. kind of okay. the load argument with Metallica. All right, for some but people, I mean, for some people, not me, but I don't know. There's a lot of so I, there's a lot of. Songs. I actually listened to that album yesterday, um, New Prayer for the Dying, and I bought the LP the other day. It's it's fine. It's just there's songs on it that are just not great, and I. It's not a great album. Yeah, you know, I, I think... listen to Seventh Son, I listen to Summertime, and then I listen to No Prayer, and it's I'm like, it's different. I mean. <sighs> That's the weird thing is just two years after this, after Seventh Son came out, yeah. and no prayers what follows it up, and you go, um, what, yeah. what's going on? Something's <laughs> definitely happened there. And, and then, you know, after that fear, I mean, Fear the Dark, you know, as we were talking earlier, it's it's not a good album. Nah. I mean, they, they definitely. It's were, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I prefer it to, to No Prayer, hands down. I mean, I think they're about. I, you know, back. I thought I did. Yeah, but now going back no and listening to those two, I think No Prayer is better. Actually, you can make a good album if you mix the two together. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, what, you're right. Yeah, yeah. If you take the best of, or yeah. if it was a double album, yeah. Because yeah. I love running, like run, load, silent, load, run, load, deep. reload thing. Yeah, really, yeah, it's like load, reload. But yeah, I love run, silent, run deep. I think that song is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some damn good songs on both albums. So yeah, if you yeah the uh, the first song on both albums is uh, are, are very good. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought be quick, be dead is be quicker, be dead was was a little bit of a it doesn't sound like yeah. any of their other songs. I like no, that. and I, I don't heavier than anything. Well, it, it's fast, faster. It's it, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a different. I guess it. But then you've really got think it fit their style. I, it I just, doesn't, but I, I like that they did it. Holy but then you've got songs like "Holy Smoke." Yeah, yeah. And bring, your, bring daughter your daughter to the slaughter. slaughter. Those are I like horrible. Yeah. But Mother Russia. What? Mother you Russia. like those show? No, uh, bring holy smoke. Holy smoke! I don't like. Well, holy smoke is garbage. God, it's so bad. But you like bring your daughter to the floor. Yeah, I don't have a problem with this one. Oh, oh, man. So, so bad. And Hooks yeah. and You. Hooks I don't and You. I don't really care for Hooks and You too much. <laughs> I like Mother Russia. But yeah, I like um, Mother, Mother Russia. Russia's great. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's another it's really good. epic yeah. ending song. Yeah. Great song. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, we, we veered off. We've, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's yeah. go back to the point. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the actual book, at least a little bit. Oh I didn't yeah, read it, but uh, I read four chapters because that was free on the Amazon sample. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I just didn't like how it was written. I, I don't. It's um, it takes place in um, I guess an alternate East Coast during the um, I, I think it's around the eighteen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, when mm-hmm. there was still colonization of the Americas going on. And I guess it's like Appalachia that it takes place. They huh. don't really specify, at least it, it, I didn't get to that point in the book. Um, I didn't feel like paying eight bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> right. Um, but he writes in uh, like uh, an affected sort of country drawl. That's huh. like hard to read. That's weird. Really? Just 
I just was not into it. And um, I didn't like anyone of the characters. <laughs> it starts <laughs> off with this little girl. I guess she's a main character. She's, I, I think she's, um, she's ha- she has the vision of, of the site that they talk about in some of the songs. On this. Mm-hmm. The gift uh, of the second sight. She, right. the book starts up with her getting uh, the eggs from the chicken coop. And there's this one chicken that she hates because it, it bites her all the time. And I'm thinking, what the fuck does this have to do with an Iron Maiden album? <laughs> That's a good and then she fights. Where did Steve Harris read this and go, we need to write an album about this? Yeah. I just, yeah. I never got to that point if he did. And, and then there was like, they mentioned the, the seventh kid was, the seventh son was about to be born. And then the book ended, the, the free chapters ended. And I was like, I just, I, God, I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, like Steve Harris apparently read this and was just like, "Oh yeah, I mean, great concept to write music about." Ender's Game would have been a great fucking concept to write music yeah. about, and uh, this one probably not as much. I mean, Orson Scott Card is definitely, you know, he's a very accomplished author. I mean, the guy's written—I'm mm-hmm. not even sure how many books, probably like twenty or thirty. Um, but this series, I can't. Fathom is. I mean, they're they're not going to be writing any movie about this one, like well, the Ender's Game. Well, actually, there is a movie about it, but apparently, it doesn't follow the book or have anything to do with it. Okay. <laughs> so, wow, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that leads. I mean, it's kind of like it sounds like they based the idea of the album on the concept of the book, but not necessarily had the album follow the book. Right. It's more like they're like that's a pretty cool concept. Let's apply that to some songs on an album, and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah, it's like uh, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, uh, along with that, kind of a, a little bit of a tangent here, but what the fuck is going on on the cover of this goddamn? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I have no, no idea. Um, I mean, oh, that's the seventh son who they talk about it on Wikipedia as well. I mean, I get the I get the baby part obviously because seventh son, I get that. But yeah. Right. Right. That's about it. Um, but there are little. Little nods, kind of like what they did on Somewhere Time. Little nods to previous albums. Well, you know, there's different different eddies in the background. If you yeah. have the full, yeah, if you fold sleeve. it out, you can see the other the yeah, past yeah. eddies. Um, so the um, Rob Smallwood, uh, the the band's manager, Ron or Rob, Rod, 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 yeah. right? Who who is the artist? Okay, Derek Riggs Derek is the artist. Riggs, Derek yeah. Riggs, yeah. So um, he was told to simply, quote, create, quote, something simply surreal and bloody weird. That was his <laughs> And uh, so um, Riggs state, states that the setting was because he, quote, might have just seen a documentary about the North Pole or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted something that was a departure from all the cityscapes and things. It was about prophecy and seeing the future. So I just wanted something distant. And they said on the back, could you stick all the eddies on ice? So I. <laughs> so it has nothing to do that. with the concept at all. No. It's, it's, a kid. <laughs> it's a cool album cover. It's, it's awesome. Is. Yeah. Just I mean, like all I mean, their other albums. I mean, it's a Maiden album cover. So, you can't go wrong with Maiden album. Yeah. I, no. didn't, I didn't really notice. It, that's a baby that yeah. he's holding. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's not. It's, it's a baby that's still I, in the womb. Yeah. Right. The womb is somehow got a heart. hand that's like holding onto his rib cage. Right. And is, and is no, it's a, a child. Like, like, why does he have a, 
That's a good question. I never thought about that. Is that Senna? What is he doing? He's, he's definitely got a womb that's holding onto his ribcage. Yeah. I mean, maybe the womb isn't his and he tore it out of a woman, then that's why it grabbed onto his ribcage. But why did he stick yeah. the the um, umbilical cord back up into his ribcage? <laughs> I don't know. Because it looks cool. Briggs. This doesn't seem accurate. <laughs> I don't know what documentary he was watching. What and as opposed on? as opposed to all the other Iron Maiden album covers that, live, that seem very accurate. I think he was on LSD watching a documentary. Well, the Killers is pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty on the nose. That's a, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that is excellent. Though I, I I forgot I was watching a documentary about the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> but that sh- that that cover shapes the album for me. I think of like blue when the yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. That's the blue album. Yeah, that's their blue album. Yep. Yeah. So Tim, I, w- I wanted to ask you about uh, Nico McBrain as a drummer. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a, a friend, a uh, friend Chris, who's in actually he's in an Eyes of the Nile, which is a Maiden tribute band. Yeah. Um, he's also in a band Doctor Foo, but he prefers Cliff uh, Clive Burr. It says his oh, stuff no. is oh, way God. more intricate. People, I've heard that. A lot of people say that. I don't know why they say yeah. that. I'm missing something there because, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it this way. I probably could play this. I could probably learn the stuff on the first two, well, first three yeah. Yeah. albums. Hmm. I could probably learn them more or less. I can't play probably anything on the seventh Oh, really? Yeah, that's good. I, I want to talk about that, actually, um, the, the musicianship. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know there was a group that felt that way because Clive Burr is. Yeah, there is. He's it's like it's good. He's a, band, he's a really good, good drummer. Yeah, and then well, you, you don't notice it until you get to the next. You, you hear Nico, yeah. right? You're like, oh, yeah. this guy's really good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's like, interesting. I mean, Chris is like a, a really accomplished. He he plays drums for a living. Like he he's in the Navy band and he's like you know he reads music and he reads drum music. So he's like in a really accomplished drummer. So. You know, I don't know what it is about Clive Burr that he that he's so infatuated with that's better than Nico McBrain, but maybe he thinks his style fits better than Nico's style. I, I mean, normally for me, like, possibly. You know, back you know, I, I you know, my brother was a drummer, and uh, you know, I, I played in the high school you know symphonic band and all that shit. Uh, normally, when people have that kind of concept, it's because of more or less uh, their stick handling uh, and the way they kind of. Uh, uh, the the way they're uh, you're, you're speaking the rudiments you know basically drummer use of rudiments mm-hmm. yeah. okay like obviously when hitting the snare you know for the most part you know with Nico he's got a you know a eighty five piece drum set Clive <laughs> Burr probably had yeah. you know a you know a twelve seven piece you know and uh, you know the best drummers I always feel is is, is is you take their set away and see what they can do with as little as possible. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if, if somebody like that probably believes that because Burr, you know, used what he used a smaller set and didn't need, uh, you know, insane. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah I don't I think, yeah, I think on a four piece that Nico would be just as excellent. As uh, I concur, drum. but I'm just, I'm just trying to reason. I mean, the state. <laughs> have you ever heard a song where you're like, "Oh, Nico fucked up"? <laughs> no, ever. Not only that, he's not even. He looks like he's not even trying. Yeah, exactly. He's just he having fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, ridiculous. I, I've never heard it like 
his timing is his tempos are I could have swear that something got fucked up at the last show we were all at together at the Book of Soul store. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh wasted years sounded kind of slow. That's, That's right. Yeah. 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 We said yours, the tempo was a little slow. Was it like the actual album speed? Because they, they play <laughs> sometimes they play it really fast. Yeah, it was slower than album speed. <laughs> we were like, what's is, what's happening right now? And it was kind of weird. Can't you blame Adrian Smith for that, though? Because he starts the song. Could be. Yeah. Let's play Adrian Smith. just wanted to slow it down. That is weird. Well, I mean, so we've covered the drummer. I think that the solo players, Ruth Murray and Adrian Smith, are often overlooked as. As solo guitar players, and I think that's just because they don't do the crazy Dave Mustaine or Ingrid Malmsteen, you know, sweep arpeggio bullshit that all the other. But they're big better. Names. Finger tapping, yeah. Because it, it goes. You remember their solos; they're better. Yeah, it goes along with the yeah. whole melody thing. Like they have these melodies and these these harmonies, the guitar harmonies together, which are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, they're really, really. I want guitar players. There was a. I was I was going to listen to a bunch of the live versions of the albums or the songs on this album mm-hmm. going to, i was listening to i think it was moonchild um on the what was that the 666 flight of the 666 yeah, flight oh, yeah. 666. yeah. um it was one of the ones with yannick gers and um and i think it was moonchild and they um first of all the the keyboard part that they they did on the album they just did guitar live which was kind of cool it was different uh mm-hmm. But they got to that first solo, and obviously it's it's Gers playing it because it's totally different. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like at least play the beginning of the solo the same, and then do your right. thing because it just yeah, their solos yeah, it it totally was different. And I'm like, no, man, yeah, you're expecting to hear that specific solo, and, yes. and the, the song made, up to that yeah, point sure. had been so awesome because yeah. they were just kicking it, killing it, and it was like, oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but that speaks to what you're saying. Like their right. their solos are very memorable and yeah, important yeah. to the whole song. Yeah. Well, and then there's obviously the bass player. Oh, uh, pretty good. Well, yeah, he's nice. Right. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll do. <laughs> I was thinking about today when um, Craig, when we had Craig Lazicero on. He, yeah. He he did the like you had some guitar players that have the left hand and some have the right hand, meaning like they're good at the fretboard versus the picking right um and steve harris his right hand his is yeah. picking, picking basically hand, yeah. hand is just the fast is plucking it well yeah it's not picking but it's just um it's i can't i don't even know it's how to do that fast <laughs> oh. yeah and i was thinking if you put cliff burton's left hand with his right hand like oh my <laughs> superhuman yeah 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 it's ridiculous and the fact that he writes pretty much all the, not yeah. all, but most of the songs and, you know, lyrics and all that stuff, just an amazing songwriter all around. I do have to say, though, that this, after this album, I think he started, Steve Harris, I'm talking about. Yeah. He started to rely too much on chords with his bass huh. playing. He does that a lot. Yeah. And it's gotten really prominent on the most recent albums, but even on no prayer for the dying, he started doing it a lot. He did. I mean, yeah. he'd always done it, but I, I was that the black and the red, I think is the name of that song on book of souls. Where yeah, it just yeah. starts with this, this bass riff. This just yeah. nothing but chords. Yeah. Like, yeah. For, 
You've got three guitar players. Like you're the, the band that least needs to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sounds cool though. At least I think for that song. Yeah, yeah, all for that song for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Man. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about some of the. So we we talked a little bit about some of the songs, but I have but some yeah, notes on, yeah. on on a few of the songs that, um, like the song Seventh Son of a Seventh Son" itself. Um, I noticed something interesting about that song that I don't know if you guys will agree or or what, but after the bridge, it goes into that part where it's a bunch of guitar solos. And it reminded me a lot of Hangar 18. I know Hangar 18 huh. came out after. Yeah. But yeah. if you go listen to Hangar 18 and then go listen to the end of Hangar 18 where it's solos and then riffs. It's like solos doing are... solos all the yeah. way through? Yeah, it yeah. sounds very much like the end of... Not, I'm not saying the riffs sound similar, but just the, the, the concept, what they're doing there. You know, mm -hmm. riff solo, riff solo. It's very oh. reminiscent of Hangar 18 by Megadeth. So Hangar 18 is more reminiscent of this. Yeah. Correct, yes. I should have said that. <laughs> Do you, uh, would you agree that Steve Harris is the maybe the most important yes. person in this band? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, I mean, as much as definitely. Yeah. I mean, that, that's he's he's the James Hetfield of that band, basically. Yeah, For, yeah, yeah but also that also it, when Bruce first started, you know, during the the number of the Beast days, they came to ahead, uh, you know, because yeah. Steve Harris was, you know, pretty much trying to control the stage and act yes, rock star yeah. that he is. Yeah, and, you know, Bruce being new is just like, fuck you, I'm the goddamn lead singer. Get the fuck yeah. out of my goddamn way. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. think about that. If that relationship had kind of it's kind of ugh. fizzled out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it did. Yeah, they got over that. Yeah, it did, yeah. They, That's true. They, you know, they, they were gone for eight years. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. I was I was watching um, the early years, the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, demons. oh yeah, that's a good documentary. And it's got it's got a show with Diana, Paul Diano, mm -hmm. and um, it's got a couple shows with Bruce, I think. But the the difference in front, like Paul Diano, is perfectly acceptable. Like if that was all yeah. you saw, yeah, is that band was 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 him on stage. You're like, oh, he's fine. He's he's, he's yeah. good. He's 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 having a good time. He's he's a pretty good singer. But then you go and you watch the show that comes out like <laughs> later with Bruce Dickinson, and it's like a different yeah. band. You know? It is. It's a, yeah. It is a completely the energy level band. is just through the roof all of a sudden. Yeah. And, yeah. They become a proper band, like a yeah. proper yeah. headlining mega band. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because Diano just kind of air guitars when he's not singing. <laughs> he's not. He's not a. You know, like he's not a, a stick in the mud on the stage, but no, they were more like a punk band then, though. It seemed like, 
in a way. <laughs> Don't tell that, that to Steve Harris. Well, well, they I mean, had I know he hates that, but if they had kind of a <laughs> no, but they had kind of that more street kind of vibe yeah. with him. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah, yeah they were like, just. But he, the energy was so different. I mean, the one thing yeah. you got to realize when it comes to Bruce, though, I mean, especially even today, with you know. He, freaking survive cancer yeah. and he's yeah. like, half the time I bet he's you know like not necessarily sick but you know when you're touring and going that much it wears weighs down on you and he's still doing laps around the stage over yeah, and over again every single set oh yeah every single time I see them the last decade it is mind-blowing yeah, there's no well, hell he, I could do that, and I'm like 20 years younger than the fucker. I mean, it's <laughs> he talks about it, and he talks about it in the book, and he says that it's it's it takes a lot out of him to do that, and it's oh, not sure. just his voice, it's not just it's everything about that singing that kind of style. It it kills your throat, your you know your whole body is aching afterwards, and he has to like take time to just like recover after each show, especially at this yeah. age. I mean, he's you know yeah. got to be mid 60s now. It's, yeah. I can't believe there's still is he that old. Is he that old? I don't. Yeah. Think, I think he's got to be. Right? 60s? I think I think Nick what? Nico's almost 70. Yeah, he's what? the oldest. Yeah, yeah he is. Pretty old, sure. Yeah, think, that's another Bruce thing. Early 60s. Uh, I mean, the whole Black Sabbath thing. Um, what's his name? Ozzy Osbourne? No, their drummer. <laughs> Tony. I, oh, oh, Bill Ward. Bill. Yeah, when Bill Ward wasn't yeah. invited to that, I mean, let's face it, they were talking about how he just couldn't do it anymore. And then you look at Nico McBrain. It's like fucking how the hell is he still doing that? <laughs> he's 65. Yeah, it's insane. Bruce. So, oh. Nick McBrain's sixty-five. I thought it was closer to seventy than I thought than, than, okay. than he is. That's still up there for a drummer. It is a metal yeah. drummer. I, 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 that's it, it concerns you. You know, it's like how much longer can, can he, he keep doing this? And you know, <laughs> I mean, are they going to Bruce? Bruce is fifty-nine. Bruce will be um, sixty this year. So what? I guess. I, I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm old too, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then, hey, Rob Halford, sixty-six. Wait, I'm the youngest on this podcast, so you guys are old <laughs> by, by ten days. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of the other songs like I said earlier, but I think the prophecy for me might be the weakest song. It starts off almost like it's going to be this one like kind of epic sounding song, and then it just goes into this like. Yeah. Kind of melt like just. It's a trans- I think it's a transition song. Yeah, it kind of gets. Yeah, you I guess. From, uh, it just, it's not one that stands out it, for me. No, it's not. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right, Joe. Then again, they don't ever play it live, other than when they probably did the whole album. I yeah. guess they had to play it then, but um, and they don't play only the good day young either. So I'd mentioned in an earlier episode that back in '88, my primary mission was to find music that was furious and angry and pissed off right, right. at the world that was like that was the mission was to find basically thrash that was good pissed off angry you know iron maiden wasn't that no. at all no but no. but they were like my second favorite band or third favorite band so it's it's weird but it's it is good. it is interesting i know what you're saying because they don't yeah. fit the mold no. they're just no. they're just good like yeah they're just good mm-hmm. yeah. and it's, I, I remember when i was first getting into music you know all i listened to the for, for the first year was was metallica um yeah. and you know i, I had my class i'm like oh yeah i'm talking to him about metallica and he's just like i don't listen to that metallica stuff you know i listen to lighter stuff like iron maiden and I, I hadn't heard iron maiden yet <laughs> but i'd seen all the t-shirts and he says lighter stuff like iron maiden i'm like they're lighter. The t-shirts are <laughs> scary. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah you think yeah, they, were I mean, like crazy, they were like crazy, crazy metal. Just, yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I the first 
the first two we I got two albums at the same time. It was uh, Killers and um, Power Slave. Uh, I don't remember which one I listened uh, to first. I think it was Power Slave, but I'm like, well, this isn't. And that's their heaviest album. Heavy, like <laughs> the Gacy's yeah. High is not a very heavy song at all. I'm no. like, hmm. Well, I like it. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, the, the, the other interesting thing is like I, the, there's a lot of other bands that are, that sound like Iron Maiden, like yeah. Sabotage, and these bands that have like that kind of vocalist that I'm have not. I Halloween? Mean, Halloween. We, yeah. we like <laughs> Halloween, but yeah, Halloween. <laughs> um, but I don't get into those bands for some reason. There's something about Bruce Dickinson's voice that is just good. That just it's you know it's not captivating just him, and it's, it's their it's their, it is it's everything it's about awesome. the band. I, but, I, I but, went, yeah. Do you listen oh, to yeah. Simpson? I never listen to Samson. Samson. You listen to that and then tell me if yeah, it's his voice. You know, if he does not, that. Samson is weird. That's a weird thing. Uh, I don't know he, he, Bruce what? says in his book that Samson was a weird band too. So. What's the deal with the song <laughs> Man Watcher? <laughs> yeah. What's I don't <laughs> I don't know. Never heard that song before. Well, you should listen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is it if you love a Dick prequel to Man Eater, give it a shot and tell us what you think. You know what's cool about Samson is uh, they had a song that either drummer I just remembered is called Thunderstick. <laughs> what? Thunderstick was the drummer of Samson. Oh yeah, that was on that that was on that DVD, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I had one of their albums, but um, what's the first song on Killers? The instrumental. Um, oh, I, I just. Well, I to March. March. Yeah. Yeah. March. yeah, that's actually a Samson song that Steve Harris wrote oh. and gave to them, and then they just said, "Well, we're going to do it too now." So I, I think there's three instrumentals on Killers, actually, right? Uh, I mean, well, Killers is all filler that, that didn't make the first album. So Killers is better. I need to talk to Samson. No, it, I keep thinking that. <laughs> need to talk to Samson. <laughs> Pick up the card with a smiley face. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but, talking about half baked. Yeah, half baked. Killers was most of Killers was already written when they recorded, you know, the original self-titled. Oh. If memory well, serves I mean, correctly, I mean, I keep one. They came out probably pretty close together, right? Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably the year apart. Isaac March, uh, Genghis Khan. Okay, so it's just two. People say that's their best album. I don't understand that because I don't think it's even what is? no, five. not even close. Who no, said that? Even, no. I think I think Iron Maiden people, is better yeah. than Killers. I would say, I yeah, I think the music is I, no, I maybe mean, the production quality, but I don't think it is. I think there are better songs on Iron Maiden than there are on Killers. Yes. You are correct, sir. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. You're outvoted, Joe. You're I think like Prowler, yeah, Sanctuary, matter. Remember Tomorrow, Running Free. I mean, just the first five songs on Iron Maiden are, are fantastic. And then looking at Killers, it's like uh, the song yeah. Killers is great. Um, Murders in the Room. Wrathchild's good. Murders in the Room. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But other yeah, than yeah, that, that's one of those that I like. I guess, I guess you guys don't. I don't know. I just yeah. There's there's just too many. Good songs on Iron Maiden. Then again, that's that goes back to the it's one of the first two albums I got by them. So I had a yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's a big, that's a big deal. It, it is, is, it is. It's a big it is, deal. It, is, it, is, it, is, it is. It was one of the 
two that I just listen to constantly of them. Yeah. And you can't replace that. You can't even, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. It's, it's not just, fair. Yeah. It looks like Killers came out pretty much a year to the, almost a year to the day later than mm-hmm. Iron Maiden did. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I, you know, you look on the internet, you're going to see some stupid, dumb shit. But that's one of the things that comes up a lot is that Killers is their best album. You know? I don't, yeah. No, it's impossible. It's the right singer or that. drummer. Exactly. No, I know. Anything. And there's also, I found at least three reviews of Somewhere in Time that said that album is the worst of those five records we were talking about. I've I've heard that as well, and I can't fathom what people were hearing. What What are they talking about? The difference between that is, is, you know, kind of more the synth work. Yeah, the synth, yeah. More the 80s, kind of 80s electronic, you know, stuff kind of going feeding into that album which okay yeah, but, makes sense but, yeah, but it's that's still an incredible album i mean oh my god that are just well you get people that don't want a band to change their sound at all mm. yeah people right, right. dc <laughs> you know <And> then, <laughs> they've never changed any music they even joke it's about just, it i think we talked yeah. about it on this earlier yeah. like they they just kind of found their formula when brian johnson got into the band and they just said this is what we're doing yeah well, yeah. I suppose if you if you uh, followed Maiden from the beginning and listened to Power Slave, and then the next album was Summer Time, that is kind of a departure. Yeah. Not a bad departure, but it's different. Yeah, it but is. that's a good thing. I mean, I, mean, I, would, yeah, I would say Power Slave is their heaviest album. Would you guys agree mm, with that? No, it's this, this, Brave New World. the title track is. You think Brave New World? Heavy. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't really think of heavy when I think of Maze. That's, yeah, a hard that's thing. Like, like when you know you what? Power slave. You this. know what? I, I wanted to mention this too. I forgot when we were talking about the drummer. Um, his, um, the, okay. So we'll go back to the album we're talking. Supposed to talk about um, Seven Sun. Like that's the best. I think the best produced album they had up to that or mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then yeah. when, um, Brave New World came out. It was like still totally our maiden, but I think the production was just like, I mean. It, Obviously, it's it's what twelve years later, but yeah. it's so much. It sounds so clean, yeah, powerful. Yeah. And one of the big factors in that is they mixed or mic'd uh, Nico's drum. His drums like they sound much deeper and fuller, mm. especially mm. his kick drum. Like it's just that's a yeah powerful. And he got really fast on playing it too. You can tell. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like well, he's like the, the, with one the bass drum. So I, he's yeah. a master of that. Yeah. Like yeah. all the stuff he's doing is single bass drum, and that's insane. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how he does but that. But that's a, that's a huge part of that album sounding newer and, and different is the drums just sound a lot better, I think. you guys agree yeah or- i agree I, yeah their yeah. drums have always been kind of a little bit in terms of sound a little bit hit or miss depending on the album mm-hmm. no prayer sounds terrible by the way Well, that, doesn't sound, that doesn't sound good for really. It, it just sounds rough. It's, well, they recorded that in a barn or something too. They they yeah, went a completely different direction when they recorded that album. So, so it's it's weird that album. Yeah, but I don't know. That's but yeah, I hear what you're saying, Joe. It, I agree with you. It's 
I mean, and the later, the latest albums have sounded all have sounded yeah. pretty damn so good. The, oh yeah, the sounds of the the recording and the mixing has has been great. Not, yeah, not that it was bad ever. No, it was no, it's never. Yeah, I mean, they've figured out how to record metal albums in the modern era. Mm-hmm. I will say though, days. mentioning Brave New World, that was the very first song that my son, I believe he was uh, between one and two at the time, headbanged to. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a great song. Oh, yes. It, it, it's yeah. a very prideful moment in my eyes. And then the day after, he ended up headbanging to a King Missile tune, which didn't make any sense whatsoever. But, we've, you know, he's one. So, fuck it. Well, we've referenced that dark period of metal, like yeah. the, <laughs> the late, late 90s. Or 90s, yeah. And um, when. When Brave New World came out, and it was like, "Oh fuck, Iron Maiden <laughs> back!" Like, yeah, yes. yeah, it was. It filled me up with the feels. And then they released Dance of Death, and you were like, uh, no. "I was like, yeah." Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. That's the that's the unfortunate thing. Like, I think that after Brave New World, they really didn't put out a great album until Book of Souls. I think Book of Souls yeah. is a fantastic album. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but it was hard there from like 2003 to. 2010 where it was like album after album it was well, okay. more on what more what tim was saying though like i mean there's so many differing opinions about what's good about maiden like some people mm-hmm. think that yeah killers are so good i heard um God, what is a uh the the album that's got all the tank shit on it matter uh, of life and death, matter of life and oh, death. some people are like that. that's like the third best no, no. like what what the yeah, third no. best hey, I, don't even, no. I don't even think i've heard iron maiden's my favorite band and i don't think i've heard that whole <laughs> was like name, two good name songs one on song on that album name one song on that album benjamin Briggs right or something yeah the benjamin Briggs song is good um, okay what else name one more besides the title track rhyme of the ancient mariner part two <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't <laughs> to team of land part two <laughs> oh, right. It's cool though that Iron Maiden's got such a humongous catalog. Yeah. That even yeah. there can be these kind of arguments. You can't you can't say yeah. that. I mean, that's for me. You like can't I objectively say Killers is worse than the other album. I mean, if you like that album, mm. it's your favorite. I don't know about Clive yeah, Burr being better than Nico McBrain, but yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's <laughs> I'll talk to Chris about true. that. Chris, if Chris listens, he can he can comment on I'm, that. I, him. I don't. I mean, you watch <laughs> the two play, and it's. Uh, yeah, one looks like one. neither one looks bad, but one looks like he's just got <laughs> it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, it's Nico, but yeah. I mean, Nico, Nico is, is, is doing even some stage show to it. I mean, he is always so crazy playing the set that, I mean, his, his arms are going crazy and then he yeah. comes sometimes somehow hits a gong behind him, you know. I I prefer Nico, yes. yes. But, I mean, Clive, when he's just sitting there doing his thing, he's sitting there doing his thing. I mean, obviously he's not as flamboyant I about mean, it. He's probably better looking, the- classically. Right? <laughs> Nico is one of the motherfuckers. Yeah. The, the, yeah, I don't know what happened to that. But the beginning Pug of the prisoners is, uh, <laughs> that uh, riff at the beginning of the of the prisoner, the drum thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Oh, and yeah. it's just simple. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just like he's simple and effective. I don't know. I don't know. You ever notice in Weird Eagles Dare the me- the vocal melody sounds like the Duelists? Mm. Huh. No, you didn't. You never, you never noticed? Like that was maybe. I, I didn't. 
I mean, Iron Maiden copied themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. Um, yeah. But that, <laughs> I think that the verse melody is, at least in the beginning, is identical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. The bass on the Duelists is sick. <laughs> Same with Flash of the Blade. Actually, Flash of the Blade is even more. The octave, he does like 16th note octaves that are just, I, mean, I don't even know how you're doing that. <laughs> it's like when Nigel well, Tufnell you... was like, I, I see his hands and I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I see them moving, I don't understand it. <laughs> Hearing Iron Maiden, don't you, don't you think about the first time you just heard heavy metal? Whenever I hear any old Iron Maiden, I think, man, this is just like when I first heard heavy metal no you're older than us Tim. yeah i mean but, but that was gonna, gonna be, isn't that one when of the I first, first bands, heavy guys, metal was metallica and it was just like, from it's, the it's, it's oh, heavier than anything you know maiden did so no i know well probably because i grew up with you tim but i know what you're yeah. saying i mean that's like yeah. it's I, that this time. is gonna sound weird but i remember the smell of their albums <laughs> yeah oh i remember smells there was a smell of, yeah. of when you open up vinyl and you like yeah. that john my brother john and i had a we we thought when we got a dancing tape, it had a smell. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> this smells like never, evil. And when, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Whenever an album smelled like <laughs> so stupid. Like, oh, it smells satanic. <laughs> this is good. It smells satanic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It was a certain type. I guess it was a kind of certain type of ink or a certain well, type yeah, whatever of they used. cardstock <laughs> they, they were using. Just name the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it smells satanic. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, though, because there was yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, see, like, I guess why are we I guess it's not albums? weird with it's, it's wrong not with weird it. with you couldn't help not, it. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Smell wafted out of them. Are you open? You're like, whoa. Yeah, that's the problem with music. MP3s have no smell. Right. No smell. <laughs> fucked up music. Goddamn right. <laughs> you kids have no idea. It's not weird with you guys, but when I tell my wife that kind of thing, she's like, what are you talking about? Why didn't she smell it? <laughs> Why would you smell it? I can imagine a, a Bauhaus album probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. It smelled like no, it shit. The, I smelled like this album, I saw Jesus' eye. <laughs> Your album smelled like roses. It's the black one, I saw Jesus' eye. <laughs> Remember when we got Danzig 2 on Easter Sunday, and then it yes. unfolded, and it unfolded into an upside-down cross? Yeah. <laughs> That was the one. That was the one we smelled. It was like yeah. that's so awesome. that set the tone. That was, was, was like bloop, bloop, bloop. There's a pain in the ass oh. that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, you it can was, make a yeah. box out of it too if you want to. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're listening to we're listening to Snakes of Christ as my dad takes us to church. Yeah, like, something's yeah. not right here. Yeah. This is very strange. <laughs> it's awesome. It's but... good to get the whole story though. Yeah, you just the Bible's just one side of the fucking story, man. Yeah. You need heavy metal that's, that's to fill in the gaps. That's the Church of Danzig you're talking right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shocker. Shocker. We veered off off topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back to the Lucifer because Satan. Devil. <laughs> right. Smells like Satan. What? Smells satanic. Yeah, well, I mean, think about the lyrics. I mean, Moonchild mentions, you know, Lucifer and uh, yeah. you know, the devil pops up a little bit. I mean, and that would make sense yeah. considering, you know, you know, Orson Scott Card's, you know, hardline religious guy. But uh, 
I just I don't, don't, I don't. I still don't see where the hell the devil comes into the whole. I didn't part. read. Like I said, I didn't read the whole book, but I don't think they followed the book that closely. I don't think so either. Thank no. God, it would have been a bad album. <laughs> Talking about chickens who want to picking up <laughs> eggs. Yes, I don't think that would have worked too well. <laughs> Going to the chicken coop in the mountains, West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, no. This album, uh, it's weird because I was kind of disappointed with it for a little while after I got it. Jerk. Because (laughs) I was still comparing, I was still comparing it to Somewhere in Time, and I was like, man, it's not Somewhere in Time. And then you you heard No Prayer for the Dying. (laughs) Well, I thought (laughs) this was this was the album that was it was the most when I started getting Iron Maiden. This was the most current one that had been come out, right? Right. I didn't get it when it came out, but uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because uh, the next thing that came out was Bruce Dickinson's um, Tattooed Marineer. T- t- yeah. And yeah. I, it's a guilty pleasure album of mine still. <laughs> I, I love the album. But um, I remember thinking, because I got that tape, and I'm like, wait. I'm like, oh, shit. Is Iron Maiden breaking up? Like, what's what's going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. No internet. Yeah. And then, right. Uh, yeah. you're right. Exactly. Yeah. So then it was kind of like tense. And then... Um, and then No Prayer for the Diamond came out, and and they, he took Yannick Gers from that band, you know, yeah. to Maiden. But um, maybe maybe that's why I liked No Prayer for the Dying more because yeah, I had maybe. it solo. Yeah, on. that could be. You know, yeah. I was like, that makes sense. At least, yeah, thank God. <laughs> as much as I like Tattooed Millionaire in retrospect, so like at the time, it wasn't that good. Mm. Yeah. I've never well, heard the whole thing. Really? No, I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I have either. No. Uh, I mean, it's, but I think it's fine. It's it, it's fine. It's good. It, like heavyish rock album now, but and it's got some really cheesy. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm sure. Like. Yeah. 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 I think Bruce likes the cheese. Yeah. Quite, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's probably why they're like, nah, we don't want you involved in the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's good songs on it, and there's a lot of. There's, well, I'll you guys, you guys would at, at this I, point probably I, wouldn't, you know, yeah. much more accepting of cheesy. <laughs> We've established it dep- that. I mean, it depends, but it depends. I mean, it. Yeah. I think, I think, hey, you, I think overall, you'd like the album. I just, I liked Rise and Fall by Halloween. So you, you did. Oh, buddy. <laughs> well, the, I think um, the playing think the music's Tim- good on it. Like, there's just good musicians. Well, it, you don't like Yeti Gur, so maybe you don't think that. <laughs> well, I don't. I just think he's goofy on stage. Yeah. I think he's yeah. a fine musician. I just don't. He's not as good as say Smith. And what's the, he always right. looked like he's yeah. seventy. I know he did. Yeah, I know. Even back uh, yeah. in ninety when he was in the band, he, he did. <laughs> he looks like an old grandma, yeah. and still yeah. looks like an old grandma. <laughs> and he's still very. He's got the Paul McCartney syndrome, where he gets older, he looks like an old woman. Yeah, <laughs> he always has. It's like, what they get that old woman in the band <laughs> with a jean jacket? It's, it's grandma. Yeah. Grandma. Yeah, grandma. Grandma. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> <Like a> home. <laughs> What do you think of the house of the sea? Very Now you'll have to be my friend. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. We're always getting back to King Diamond. Was he who is, who is this? Like your good. grandma. <laughs> I like how he's like, who, who is this? Yeah. Oh, the end. He's like laughing. Who, who, who is this? Who is this? <laughs> 
You, you died. He's King Diamond. He's like, who, who, who is this? Why are you so scared? You're King fucking Diamond, man. Exactly. Why are you, <laughs> why are you scared? Yeah. You probably you touch upside, her. You on your face. You upside down. Crosses covering your face. <laughs> yes. And you're, who, who, who is this? You don't talk like that. No. You're a Scandinavian who lives in Texas. Fuck you. <laughs> talk like that. <laughs> oh, my God. We know. <laughs> Come on, King. You're Sorry. dead. Yeah, grandma. But you're dead. <laughs> In a way. Grandma. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so he answers the phone. And <laughs> don't even edit out the fact that he goes, are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that built the drama. It's good direction there. Hey, that should have been the phone uh, call. <laughs> Hello, King. <laughs> Click. Did you hang up on me? I'm still alive in a way. I think you hung up on me. I'm not calling back. See, Maiden never stooped to that level of cheese. No. no. Bring your daughter to the slaughter is cheesy, oh, yeah. but it's not. It's not grandma Although, on the phone cheese. Did you listen to the Blaze Bailey albums? I didn't. No. no it might. No. It might be Rosario. I tried and just. The music's okay, but his voice is not so brutal. It's not like he's. It's not like he sings poorly. He just. I just don't like his voice. Like, no, no, it's just. It's, and it's. It's right after Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. How are you even gonna compare? You know. I mean, some people like the Paul Diano stuff. I mean, and it makes total sense to me because I mean I like that, but yeah, he's still nowhere as talented as as Bruce. And I mean, there's no way no. in hell plays. And it sucks for him because there's no way in fucking hell he was going to be able to be successful in that. Song. I know. They, they, no. Yeah. They set him up for. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't set him up purposefully to do it. They, they needed to have a vocalist. Somebody had to. Yeah, they didn't. They weren't just going to be big albums of instrumentals nonstop. Well, <laughs> what I've read is that Steve Harris was going through a terrible time in his life. Like yeah. his, he was getting divorced and depressed. And maybe like he had a vision of the band sounding different, but they didn't really. I don't know if the, the music didn't change enough or or what, but I, I think he wanted to go like heavier, but it didn't work. What, what was the band that Blaze was in bef- before that? He was. Uh, couldn't even tell you. It was a fairly prominent band. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't remember off the top of my head. But it just didn't work. Like you can't at that point in Iron Maiden's career, you can't just say, "Well, we're gonna do this." Wolfsbane. Well, I mean, it was the mid nineties. It was. It looks like a Wolfsbane. Was yeah, the band. It was which a, I guess was a Wolfsbane. fairly well-known band. I guess in England so. or or somewhere. Is it just weird timing that Bruce left when he did? Uh, because the nineties was such a bleak time for metal, or do you think that he left because he could see that metal was going kind of veering? I mean, I would, you know, just, I have no idea. Well, grunge, we were talking about that. Grunge, grunge, yeah, yeah, grunge kind of blew things up so much. And so many of the artists of that time frame, you know, didn't want to follow suit. They didn't want to change their own kind of direction. But Maiden wouldn't have anyway. I mean, yes, but that made, I mean, marketability, I mean, selling shit is, is, you want to make sure people want to buy your shit. And I think yeah. a lot of those, you know, every single label was dropping 
everyone else. Yeah. And, uh, possibly Bruce was like, all right, you know what? Um, I want to go out on my own terms and, you know, write my own shit. So he just. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, it was creative differences, what they quote, what they, what they cited. But you know, I think a lot of that was just Bruce wanted to write his own stuff. And yeah. kind of like when, you know, he didn't write anything for somewhere in time and, you know, then he, you know, he was so excited that Steve Harris was like, well, yeah. do you have some ideas for seventh son? Um, I think that there was a point where Steve was just writing everything and, and yeah. Bruce was like, oh, I'm not really being involved anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I, by that point I had basically written Iron Maiden off after fear of the dark. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I wasn't even surprised that Bruce left. Mm-hmm. I know. Cause I was like, yeah. that album's not very good. And I was like, well, not, I probably would have left too. I mean, they're right. going down the tubes. Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh, it's, you know, they're kind of done now. What sucked about that for me was that I had never seen them live. Oh, I, uh, my I first time, I, yeah, the first time I saw them live was two thousand three, I think. Oh wow! So I, you know, I was pissed when he left, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm never going to see them live." Like, yeah, I, actually, I only saw him once. Yeah, and then so, it was until the two thousands that I saw him again. So yeah, yeah. When he came back, I was super excited. I was like, "Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're chance to see Iron Maiden again." So now, I yeah. think I've seen him five times since then. So. Because yeah, I could yeah. swear the first time I saw him, I think it was two thousand one when they were touring with uh, Motorhead and. Uh, Ronnie James Dio. Hmm. Oh, okay. Anyone else? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was. No, I wasn't I at that show. I didn't go to that show. I mean, yeah, yeah, but that band. Let's face it. I think we can all concur. God damn it! Why the hell didn't we see them every fucking time? No matter even yeah, with Bailey. I mean, I would have. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think they show. even came to the states. Oh, really? With Blaze Bailey. Blaze Bailey? I don't no, think I don't they think did. So. I think they were they were relegated to playing like small little theaters in England because mm. people were like, "Oh, that's not made yeah, anymore." Yeah. Right, so yeah. I think they were just like the diehards were. But still, one way or another, uh, that band live is probably one of the best live bands. I think they're the yeah. best. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pound I for mean, pound, they're probably it. Yeah, I mean, just the stage show and the, yeah. and the way that Bruce can still sing like that yeah. at his age yeah. and sound the way he does. Yeah. I think he sounds yeah. better yeah. now. Like that that uh, flight six six six. Yeah, six, yeah. His voice sounds amazing on that. Yeah. Almost better than anything that he'd previously done ever. Just so, take care of I, I now, definitely so. got to yeah. question some, you know, the fashion choices. Like, what the hell are those? <laughs> well, well, they never. <laughs> you they look never past good that. Outfits. No, I mean, yeah, look, look the at the 80s, denim jackets those. that Adrian Smith was wearing in the eighties. Come on, even like the well, and all the spandex. feathers, all the spandex, and, <laughs> and the weird fur shit. With the... Just random fur that they would. Have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like you would get your ass kicked if you wore what they. They really have wrestling boots on. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, the 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 blue yeah. and white spandex that Steve Harris but used to it wear. fit them like it's perfect. Yeah, I, it's, it works it's so weird. I don't know if I'd say that jeans would probably fit them a lot better, but well, I don't. Well, they're very theatrical. Yeah, they, I want to see the so, something about they're above. I want to see them with the flag and the whole like British. Even if I Metallica had worn what they wore, like Metallica would have gotten crucified. But <laughs> oh no, Metallica can't do that. No, Metallica. <laughs> that's not that's not what they do. <laughs> They've always been more jeans and t-shirts. I found a website where a guy, he thinks he knows what all the songs mean in terms of the story. And it's really, they're short descriptions. If all right, go, go ahead and... So, yeah. This is big right. for Keith. I don't know if this he is true. This might just be someone's interpretation of it. But okay, so Moonchild says, the devil addresses the parents of the seventh son of a seventh son, mostly the mother, and warns them that all resistance is futile. Maybe? Resistance is futile. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in Infinite Dreams, the seventh son's father, himself a seventh, seventh son, has visions he does not understand and that torture him. 
Hmm. I guess that would be the dreams part. I guess so. Uh, can I play with madness? The seventh son's father looks for an expl- explanation of his visions and consults a prophet. He doesn't like what he's told. Does he? Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, the evil that men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the evil that men do. Uh, the seventh son of a seventh son is conceived. The father possibly dies. So, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. You might, okay, might have a good son. Yeah. It is interesting that at the point where the title track comes in, that kind of is where the whole seventh son kicks yes, in, I think. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Except they don't really the, get to the story the until like the second of the album, side. the guitar yeah. and the verse. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part, little, yeah. Like, that, yeah, that, that, you know, 30 little, second interlude. Yeah. yeah. Seven, but yeah. So, the hell? speaking of, yeah. I, I meant to mention this too, is um, for this podcast to share, but. They, I was watching the DVD for uh, Made in England, which is the, it, it was the tour for that album. Mm-hmm. And they stop and Bruce gets up to talk and he says something to the effect. And it's, it's so dorky. He's like, we're going to play the next song. And it is, it is a very difficult song. <laughs> this is a very difficult song to play. Very difficult song we're going to do next. Very difficult song we're going to do next. Why does he say that? What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> cool. I, right. I mean, vocalist. Most that's, of your that's, most yeah, right. Songs <laughs> like, but he's it's all serious. Him, like, it's tough. We, you feel like we. I feel like he's going to be like. We may not make it through this one. <laughs> Someone might die. It was good to know you. I mean, he's like. That it won't be him. <laughs> no, like, he'll be just fine. You barely. You have at least big part in that song. <laughs> it's a thirty-minute song that you sing three minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the title track. This guy says, uh, "Birth of the child with supernatural powers. Good and evil both try to take him over." That seems yeah. Funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, the prophecy. The young man has harnessed his powers to discover that disaster looms. Naturally, no one listens to him, and the village is destroyed. What? what yeah, village? You, the village apparently is like, you <laughs> back, know, very, back in the village, probably. Back in the village, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's weird it's like, the village. Oh, okay. The village where they collect their eggs. <laughs> the, the village from Power, back in the village from Paris. Right, I guess so. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, a <laughs> The clairvoyant. Uh, the seventh son of a seventh son is now a seer who has control of his powers, although they quickly submerge him and are probably the cause of his death. No, that one's wrong. Okay. Clairvoyant is somebody else. Yeah. Don't you think? No. Yeah. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like they're. Yeah. No, I wasn't. He's, he's, he's trying to put each of the songs into the storyline. But I don't think the clairvoyant is the same person. As the seventh I think song. it's. Well, in the book, there's the girl that's picking up the chicken eggs, and then there's the <laughs> kid born later. Oh. They work together. Oh, okay. I'm, this this is according to the Amazon reviews because I didn't get that far in the book. Yeah. So, but no, there's there's two people in that Seventh Son story. Okay. okay. That yeah. All right. And, and so, think, evil that men do. Or only, only good die young. Yeah. Uh, better reflection on the events. Was it all worth it? Back to square one. What? Yeah, it sounds know. to me like it's. I mean, this is clearly just some dudes. Yeah, it's just somebody's. Yeah. I just thought it was interpretation trying to, make, to yeah. yeah, trying to make these songs fit into the whole concept. 
I think he could have benefited from like a forum, maybe. <laughs> I think like, yeah, we that... could have had him on the show. <laughs> we could try to defend his position. We could have rebutted things. Yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> um, I don't think he. Uh, how old is that post? Does it say? Let me see. Who should we give him credit? <laughs> I think we. Could. We could. Maybe. I can send. I can send this link, this link out. Yeah, it's on my phone. But I, don't, I, can... I don't think his thesis is our. Um, peer-reviewed no i don't think so <laughs> no it's on the internet they're clearly not peer reviewed. he didn't check with steve harris on this <laughs> no um i'll send this link uh yeah if i was in iron maiden i'd be like you guys need to get a life <laughs> for me uh the one thing for this album is uh my brain doesn't work very well and i have a horrible 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 memory and even though i've been a vocalist and sung songs i can never remember any lyrics uh, infinite From dreams was actually one of the very few songs that i used to sing my son to sleep with in fact no, really <laughs> yeah so not probably the most positive thing to be singing <laughs> son, but uh i don't know i knew all the lyrics and um it's a badass tune Oh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Really good. Well, I think the last thing I'll say about Maiden is... Ever? <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I'm never going to talk about that again. The longevity that band has is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know, Tim, you said earlier that you're, you know, when this album came out, it wasn't as, you didn't look at it as good as... as Somewhere in uh, time. Somewhere in yeah. time. But clearly we go back and listen to these albums all mm. the time and, oh, yeah. and enjoy them start to finish. and. It's 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 amazing the the fact that I could put on any of those early Maiden albums, you know, and just yeah, still enjoy them as much today as I did back yeah. in the eighties. It's crazy. Yeah, like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner bands, Alive I mean, still gives me chills. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, and there's oh, some bands oh, we've talked about on the show that yeah. were like I don't, they're good, but I don't go back and listen to their stuff a lot. Like Maiden mm-hmm. just for some reason has that longevity factor yeah. that just I can they listen do. to them anytime and enjoy it. Yeah, start to finish. Well, coming into ma- or to metal like in eighty eight, eighty nine was awesome. Iron Maiden was awesome for that because they had this huge catalog. Oh yeah, yeah. even eighty six was like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had to go back and like find the albums. Yeah, and, and all of them. I mean, even if like you know, as we discussed, you know, Killers. Some of us didn't think was all that good. There was not a bad album yet. I mean, no. their first bad no. album was no. the next one. No. <laughs> Yeah. I think when when but we first I, dis- I didn't even the next one wasn't bad at the time like it was uh, just it was, it, compared to compared to everything that came uh, before it it was garbage who fuck it who uh, cares uh, <laughs> I know that when when we first got into Maiden when Tim and I first got into Maiden we had I had a tape and I listened to this tape every night one side was Power Slave the other side was 1984 by Van Halen <laughs> and I would flip them back and forth every night when I go to sleep so. I heard Power Slave every other night mm-hmm. when I was what twelve years old, yeah. going to sleep. That and I just and to this day, like I'll hear that album and I'll still think of like, oh yeah, I remember having yeah. this album on tape when I went to bed at night. <laughs> yeah, Maiden yeah. were my favorite band until I heard Metallica, <laughs> which was about a about a month later, I think. Mm-hmm. I heard Master of Puppets. I don't even know how we're gonna do Metallica. It's gonna yeah, be multiple I, things. It's gonna have I think, to be. I think I, think I might even peace out for at least three of them because <laughs> Eric, <laughs> three? That could be I don't think we're doing more solo. than two. Solo, solo album is, is, is nah. 
No, I think I we'll, mean, we'll, we'll stick with two tops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so would you decide on sides for that one? Sides? D- you know, side oh, A and like side B. Side one, side B. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, oh. the vinyl has four sides, so. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> um, hmm. It's a double album. All right, let me get the social media stuff out of the way. So, <clears throat> Facebook.com slash Somewhere in Time Podcast. Twitter, yeah. Twitter.com slash SIT Music Podcast. And Instagram.com slash Somewhere in Time Podcast. Yes. Find us. And we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this, you found us somehow. Yeah. So keep subscribing and keep listening and give us hey, feedback. Yeah, comment. Comment. Tell us we're terrible. Let us know how we're, we're doing. If, yeah. if we suck, let us know so we can get better. If you like what you heard, let us know. Yeah. If you don't like us, don't tell us. <laughs> Depend. It depends. If, if yeah. you really hate us, I'm sensitive. I don't need the, the hate, but if you've got some <laughs> constructive criticism, I'll take that. One good thing for every bad thing. Yes. All right. All right. One more another. Yeah. Let's end the fuck out of this one. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's close this one out. <laughs> in the fuck. Literally. Let's end the fuck out of this one. <laughs> energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Metal and in certain other forms of rock give teenagers something to believe in that they get no place else. The human element of making music is what's most important. Singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument, that's the most important thing. Seven deadly sins, seven ways to win, seven holy paths to hell. (laughs) Seven downward slopes, seven bloodied hopes, seven are your burning fires, seven your desires. Did you notice that one of the songs ends with this, the end of A Day in a Life by the Beatles? Oh, really? I think it's the end of, um, it might be Dr. Uh, Dr. Steen, Steen. Which is Frankenstein. <laughs> In case you didn't know. See, I don't know my Beatles catalog yeah. well enough to know. If you, at the end of A Day in a Life, it's a big, like, there's a big like, cluster of F of um, string instruments and they, they crescendo. Basically the producer said to the orchestra, I want you to start at this note and end at this note. And you have 20 bars to get there and just go up basically. And, and, so it's just a chromatic scale, but no, no, there, he was like, get, get there however you want. And all the different instruments do whatever you want to get there, but you end on this, you start here and end here. So it's like a cacophony of, of sounds that kind of sort of goes in and out of tune. Yeah. And then it ends together. But, um, I I think they just took the end of it at the end of Dr. Steve. That 
Yeah, that thing. Oh. Sounds like a, an old Apple computer shutting down. It does. <laughs> Do you have... They went to the a, future. What are you so for? A day in a life. Pull that up by the Beatles. Oh, the Beatles. Oh, yeah, there you go. Huh. Yeah, they it's stole same, that. Right? They stole yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. I think that was on purpose. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> yeah. I, just, yeah. I think that was an homage. nod to him, yeah. And then on, um, I told Eric, there's a part in I Want Out. I guess I Want Out is the, one of their big Yeah, that was, that was the video song. That was their biggest hit album. ever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But there's a turnaround on the, one of the riffs that is... Um, taken from it's uh, children of the dams oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's yeah. iron maiden yeah that song is apparently about the, the guitar player i was talking about how he wanted to quit the band oh, yeah. mm. oh really yeah <laughs> wow yeah hmm. that's funny yeah. and then one more um the title track on it is i think a ripoff of babe i'm gonna leave you by led zeppelin oh okay which i think i think is a cover song by led zeppelin actually but is it maybe it is yeah. oh yeah i can hear that yeah, yeah. i can hear that yep yeah Someone call the lawyers. <laughs> but you know. Oh yeah. Everyone rips off everyone. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't care. <laughs>